hey, uh, before I preach, now there is a good, there is, there is a height, a very high uh, possibility that I, that I won't be preaching this morning. And, that, and that's when I, I take the, like the Dave Letterman um, drink and put it back down for that, that pause. Um, the, the, the reason is, I leaned over to my wife and said, hey, do you have anything this morning? And she said, well, um, so her and, and Hannah Mass went off to um, California. I, I, I had uh, my three little girls for a few days, and we, we, we rocked it together and did some some parks and movie nights and all that stuff but they went to to Bethel at Redding California and I said so do you have anything this morning and she says well I I do the problem is I'm so full that you might not get the mic back and and if and I just want you to know like there's probably only one person that could that could say that to me you know the first lady of the church so so uh, we'll see, so we'll see what happens this morning but both uh, both uh, Becky and Hannah are are full of what the Lord did in them um, at Bethel, and we'll see uh, we'll see what happens here. So, um, here we go. I'm a little scared. Yeah, I think we're both really full. I'm still processing everything, so I don't even know what I have to share with you. <laughs> um, I think just when you are intentional and set set aside finances and plans and um, and time away and plan for your family to be alone um, and just set aside that, that precious time with Jesus, I think um, you're not going to come back um, lacking. You're going to come back full and overflowing. Um, so I'm going to let Becky talk because I don't have anything to say. I'm really tired. We got in at 11. <laughs> you can have the mic. I'm going to sit because I'm a little more stable this morning sitting. I don't feel the, I feel a little light up here, so I'm going to sit. Um, so the first night we got to Bethel, I knew I wanted to go. Um, they only do this conference every two years, and two years ago I bought a ticket to go. And I bought my ticket so early because I didn't want to miss out, and then I found out I was pregnant with Lydia, and I was due about the same time as the conference. And so this time I looked at Jonathan and I said, I don't even know where the money's coming from. I don't know how we're doing this, but I'm going. And if you know me, you know I'm the planner, finances, all of that, and that's not me. And so the first night, um, we get through worship, which was amazing, and Havila Cunnington is getting up to speak. And she asked us to pair off with people, and she had us, maybe, I don't know, there were so many amazing speakers. This could have even been Donna DeSilva was doing a whole thing. And so right off, they started off the night with basically just having us brush stuff off and and talk about why we were there. And they had us pair off to talk to people. So I was sitting down with someone, not Hannah, someone I didn't know really well, and talking to them. And I'm listening to people give these amazing stories of why they're there. And all I could say was, I need Jesus. And I was like, that's all I got. I just need him. I know I'm broken. I need him to fix me. So let's do that. And I really, I really didn't know what I wanted him to do. I just knew I needed him to do something. And as the weekend went on, it would be almost where everything I would express um, in between in between sessions, we'd be at lunch or dinner and we'd be talking and I would say something. And then like the very next service would be that. The last service I was like, oh, this is so great. Now how do I go back with this and what do I do? And then Lisa Bevere gets up last, or 
Friday night and just lays it out. And I was like, okay, I'm, I, I'm getting this. Um, and, and for a while, um, I've really struggled here just being, you get real, real Becky today, who hasn't been present for a long time. This has been about the least safe place for me for quite some time. It's been the place where I've wanted to be myself and felt like I couldn't. And I know I'm not supposed to say that because I'm in church and this is where we love everyone and everyone and we're and we're supposed to be the best place to be, but it hasn't been. And I'm not pushing any of that on any of you. I'm just saying that's been my experience and what I felt. And so there's been so many times I've sat there and there's been an altar call and I've wanted to step out and I thought, well, I can't step out because they all know I suck. And if I step out, then they're just gonna be like, oh good, she knows she sucks too. So. <laughs> So I didn't want to admit it, and I wouldn't step forward. And one of the days, the last day at lunch, we were sitting there, and I was sharing some things, and it was like just me being really honest and open. And um, and we get into the service, and Abby Stumvall is up speaking and, and with a couple other ladies, and she's like, I'm going to do three altar calls right now. And before she even says what they are, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, number one is you, just stand up. And I said, I said, I don't even know what's happening. And she starts to speak, and I'm like, oh, this is me. Oh, this is me. I'm not standing up. I am not standing up. And pretty soon I hear the exact words I had uttered come out of her mouth. And on both sides of me, I have Hannah on one side and I have Anne on the other, and they both like, look at me and are like are you gonna stand up and I stood up and during this call they had people just stand up next to you someone stand up next to a person and wrap their arms around them and just pray over them and I just sat there and wept and I felt layers and layers of things just falling off and and peeling off of me and just this freedom and this weight get lifted that I had just carried for so long and and it was just, it was amazing. And at the end of the whole conference, I'm given the shortened version, I will let you preach, babe. <laughs> at the end of the whole conference, when everything was done, um, this uh, friend of ours, Nikki, who's there, she's, she works at Bethel um, in the children's ministry, and she was there with us, and she said, um, Becky, we feel like we need to pray for you. Um, but they were closing down the sanctuary, and they said, can we go outside? And I said, yes, we can, go, we can go outside. So we're at the Civic Auditorium in the middle of the city, just so you get the picture. Thousands of women are walking out the doors, and we stand just off the sidewalk so that we can pray. And we're standing in a circle, and, I mean, we're, like, on the size of this platform, and I'm not exaggerating. Two feet, two feet at most from Hannah and I is a skunk standing there all of a sudden like a legit for real about to spray a skunk standing two feet from us in the middle of the city and calmly I don't know how Hannah and I start to just move away I I don't know how we didn't scream freak out get sprayed but we didn't and yes Jesus for sure 
And so we relocated because of the distraction, and we went to another section, and here comes the skunk. And then, <laughs> I mean, three, four different times, this skunk kept appearing. Now, here's how I know God did something in me this week. Because old Becky would have sat there and been like, God doesn't even want me to get prayed for. He doesn't even care. He, he's like, Becky, you stink too much. <laughs> you are not, no, we're not doing this. I mean, because we have a lens that we see things through, we have expectations, and, and I would have, like, taken that to mean one thing. Instead, my very pastor's wife-like response was, I looked at the skunk, and I said, you need to take your stinky butt. I'm not joking. I said this to a skunk. I said, you need to take your stinky butt and go somewhere. And I just pointed. And I turned back, and I'm like, let's pray. Like, I'm good. I, I am good. And so I sat there, and I received everything that the Lord had for me to receive. My friend Renee just kept guard of the skunk. And eventually, it came back, and we did leave. But... um. But it had me thinking about, I share all of that because it had me thinking about expectations. Because I walked in just knowing I wanted God to show up, but I didn't even know what I was wanting him to do. And I thought about, um, you know, this morning we're getting ready, and, Kate, and Aria says to me, where is daddy? And I said, daddy went to church. And she said, why do pastors always go to church during the night? And I said, they don't. And she said, well, daddy is always gone before we get up. And in her process, in her thoughts, when I wake up, it's morning, and anything before that is night, and dad is always gone, and dad's a pastor, so all pastors go to church in the middle of the night. But that's her truth. That's what she's believed. Then we're coming to church, do you know my girls expect donuts every week when we come to church? They expect it. That is their breakfast. I do not feed them. They want donuts. And I'm grateful that I don't have to feed them on, on Sunday mornings. Um, but we all come in with expectations. And we all, everywhere we go, we have expectations. Maybe our expectations are, I am going to be tired on Monday morning when I get up to go to work. Maybe our expectations are, oh, I am going to fight with my child today, or my children are going to fight with each other, or whatever it might be. We have, um, we have expectations. Maybe our expectations when we walk into church are that um, maybe, we, maybe we don't love worship. And, um, and I can say this because people have said this, and Kelly knows it, so I'm not shocking him or offending him. Maybe your expectation is somebody's going to miss a note. Maybe your expectation is Pastor Jonathan's going to do something that I don't like, or someone's going to offend me while I'm at church, or someone's not going to, no one's going to see me today, or whatever it is. But what happens is we start to look for the things that confirm the expectations that we walk into a place with. So when we're expecting something negative to happen, it becomes the lens by which we look at everyone else through and what we see. And so we start to gather any little thing that happened to build that truth in our lives. 
And maybe our expectation is I expect nothing. And so we just sit back and we think, Jesus isn't showing up today. Holy Spirit isn't coming to church. And so we expect nothing to happen and we leave and nothing's happened because we weren't looking for it. We weren't waiting for it. We weren't asking for it. We weren't preparing for it. And there's something that happens when we begin to shift the way that we're thinking and we start thinking, God is good. Jesus loves me, me. Not everyone else in the room, but me. He wants to bless me today. He wants to speak to me today. He wants to reveal truth today. He wants to heal me. He wants to love me. He wants to bless me. He wants to take care of that need that I have. He wants to fix my marriage. Whatever it is, there's, there's a place where, where we have to allow ourselves to just let Jesus, you know, to, to expect from him, to allow him to just tear down the lies and the walls and all of those things and just say, I just need you. I want you. Show up in my life today. And we, and, and, and so my encouragement is, even as Jonathan uh, speaks today, that think about the thing you're needing or wanting most and just look for it throughout the message, throughout the rest of the day, and just see what he does. And let that build the truth in your life of who God says he is and, and who he is to you and how he feels about you. I think I'm done. Um, I can impart everything that we got, even though I haven't processed all of it. So let me just pray for us all. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this time that Becky and I just got to be in your presence. We thank you that your presence is here. We thank you that even though um, I can't put into words everything that you did this week, um, that you can minister to each and every person's heart right here. So I just impart over each of them whatever it is they're needing from you today. If it's healing, if it's just a, a word, if it's a hug. Holy Spirit, I just, I thank you for your, um, your wraparound presence. I just pray that each person right here would just feel that right now. If they're needing your um, continual worship in their lives, Jesus, I just pray that they would see you singing and dancing above them during their day during the easy parts of their day, during the hard parts of their day, as they sleep at night. I pray that they would just dream about what you're doing in their lives, even while they're resting. I pray for an increase in each one of us, for an awareness of you and what you're doing. I pray for a boldness for each of us to speak out and share what you're doing. I thank you for the new season that we're walking in. I thank you for... Um, just a start of new things with school starting and just fall plans for the church starting. I just thank you that you're in each season and each season is good. Even if it's hard, you're there and you're teaching us and molding us. So I just impart everything that Becky and I learned this week into each person here, that they would walk away today feeling like they've been at Bethel all week with us, just soaking in your presence, learning more about you, hours in worship to you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you have for, for us today, Jesus. In your name, amen. 
Okay, let's see one more thing, because I know Jonathan's, ab you're okay. I know Jonathan's about to switch things up, because Kelly's back up on stage. Um, this is kind of a funny, but it's kind of not a funny. Um, so if any of you have ever been to, like, a Grace event, you see that they have t-shirts, and they have, like, a slogan for their church, and it says, simply love. And we've had these conversations, like, boy, we need t-shirts. Like, what should our t-shirts say? And last night, we're at the airport getting our stuff, and this girl had a t-shirt on that said, y'all need Jesus. And I said, that might be our church slogan. Like, I think, like, I'm not, again, not shooting that at all of you, but I'm sitting there myself thinking, that's all it is. We just need Jesus. Um, do you, you want me to go? You, okay, I'm just going to pray real quick as well. Um, and I think we're going to transition here. Jonathan is not uh, going to preach, and we're going to do some ministry time here. So if the ministry teams want to come as well, um, and then I'm sure Jonathan will say something, but I want to pray. Jesus, right now, God, I thank you. I thank you that you love us, that you see us, that you care for us. I thank you that you're a provider, that you meet every need. God, I thank you that right now, your Holy Spirit, your angels are filling this place with your presence. God, I ask right now that you would move on every heart in this room. God, right where they're at, you know what they need. Jesus. You love, you love to bless us and pour out your gifts upon us. This place. Jesus. Shut up. Come on, Jesus. Lord. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna just start by just responding. You might want to stand, you might want to kneel, you might want to come up to the altar. Broken expectations, lies that you've been believing, lenses that you've been seeing the world through. In fact, you might just be sitting there thinking that, that that wasn't for you and it actually might be for you. Would you just, all I ask is you just say, Jesus, is this for me this morning? And we're just going to just respond by just individually, whatever you need to do, however you need to respond right now. More, Lord. All over this room. All over this room, every voice that's not of the living God, we silence in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every assignment of the enemy that would want to steal, kill, and destroy. We command those things that aren't of you, Jesus, to leave people, leave this room, leave this property, go to where Jesus would send it right now. We declare an atmosphere of freedom. Lord, things that have been holding on for years, that there would be freedom in this house right now. Lord, I thank you for grace to forgive. Whoa. Grace to forgive in this place. I just see a picture of a... Of a uh, rusty like water spigot that hasn't been turned on and it's just super hard to turn and the oil of the Lord is uh, is actually um, releasing 
that spigot right now and I just see it turning and water coming out for the first time in a long time the word says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water whoa every assignment of pride in this place that would keep somebody from freedom every assignment of guilt and shame and pride that would keep somebody from freedom this morning we break it in the name of Jesus There's a place in the Gospels where the Bible says the Spirit was present to heal. We come into agreement with that right now.